This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's... Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday... It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. Um, I nearly started this week's episode by saying hello, welcome, happy new year. But of course, we're going to be previewing the show prior to Wednesday, the 1st of January 2020, which is, of course, the new year, the new decade and the final preview show of our very jam-packed festive period. Um, I am joined as ever but you know me, I'm Natalie Bromley, your host, and I'm joined as ever with the man himself, the main man, the headliner, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, welcome back. We've been talking a lot tonight. We have. <laughs> we have. Oh, This is, of course, listeners, that we, as you will remember from a couple of episodes back, Dave and I recorded all three preview shows on one Sunday night at about half past ten at night before Christmas had even started and look at we're here we're now looking at my head to the to the New Year's Day fixture so we're in the future we've got no idea what's happened to Boxing Day we've got no idea what happened at home to uh, to Manchester United we've got no idea how many points Burnley are on where they are in the table who scored what whether we've got any rumours going around, what's happening in the Premier League, but we're still here anyway, so we're going to make it. The transfer window's open as well. The transfer window's open, hooray! <laughs> and of course we're going to have been linked with everybody and nobody. And oh, So essentially we are, we're, we're delving into the future and making it up as we go along. So let's have a, <laughs> let's see what we Nothing can put together. <laughs> oh, this is very true, Dave, this is very true. And also um, the, the wine that I've been drinking all afternoon to get me through the gift wrapping hell has lasted a long time because I'm still slightly tipsy through the Boxing Day preview, United at Home, and now New Year's Day. So, well done, all of us. We've probably were all been in this, in this quite nice, happy, uh, giddy face throughout the whole of the festive period. Um, for those of you who are tuning in now, um, what we can say is we do hope you all had a very lovely Christmas. Um, you got to spend plenty of time with friends, family, or just doing whatever you wanted, um, and that you'd all been good and that Santa was kind. Um, we are now going to have a look at the quiz question, I think, though, aren't we, Dave, before we... Do you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. We've done so many of these packed into one. And, of course, now, because we're now back to 
playing Villa, who we've already played away, we're now back to the new format of the preview show when we went back to the old, we went back to the future, to the old preview show last week for United. We are now, this is it, isn't it? This is the start of the new format, isn't it, Dave? Going forward? It'll st- well, it's not the start, because the Everton was in this format, but we're using this format. Yeah, but that's it through, now. So. Yeah, there's no... Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's have a look at the quiz question, because we set our listeners a quiz question um, at the end of the Manchester United preview show, which was, only one Burnley player has ever scored a hat-trick at Turf Moor against Manchester United, but can you name him? I could not name him. Who was it, Dave? Uh, the correct answer was Andy Lockett, yeah. who scored a hat-trick at Turf Moor against Manchester United in 1963, and he's the only Burnley player ever to score a hat-trick against Turf Moor, unless... Unless uh, Chris Wood bagged a hat trick on um, <laughs> on the twenty eighth, you know. that's true. That this stat could be completely wrong because we're, we're we're guessing right now. I'm going to say that it's wrong. I'm going to say it's out of date. I reckon Woody bagged three. I think I think we're done. <laughs> um, very very well done to all of our listeners who got the correct answer. We don't know who you are. We don't know if anybody even submitted one because of course it's it's still currently Sunday the twenty second of December in our world. So who knows? We've got no idea. But uh, if you did submit an answer and you got it right, well done you. Opposition stats. So let's move on to the main part of our show, Dave. And we are, of course, playing Aston Villa at home, which is the return leg of this fixture. And it's on Wednesday, the 1st of January at 12.30, again live on BT Sport. That's two back-to-back fixtures on BT Sport. We're very popular. Um, Because we're now in our new format, Dave, why don't you tell us what's happened since we met earlier in the season? Well, we played down at Villa Park at the end of September and that finished in a 2-2 draw. And after that match, Burnley were in 10th position with nine points from seven matches, and Villa remained in the bottom three in 18th place with five points from their first seven matches. Uh, Not a great deal has changed since then. Villa are still trying to keep themselves out of the bottom three, and although Burnley are in mid-table, it's still so tight that there's only a few points separating probably seven or eight teams. So uh, not a huge change in uh, the team's fortunes since our last meeting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not really sure what's happened on Boxing Day and on the Saturday, but as we recorded this podcast, Burnley were managed to get themselves a good nine points clear of the relegation zone, which is quite a nice, healthy distance at this part of the season. And Villa, I think, had just fallen into the bottom three, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, they were certainly struggling to find themselves a little bit of form. So um, who knows? We could have, that, that fixtures could have been a complete reverse by the time we, we, we come to the 1st of January. But yeah, it's, it's certainly not been. As of yet, the flying high season that I think Villa fans were maybe expecting. Um, My least favourite section of the show, Dave, the heaviest Burnley defeat, please. Uh, Well, Burnley lost by a margin of four goals in only the second season of the Football League. That was way back in October 1889. Final score in that game was Burnley 2, Aston Villa 6. Albert Allen scored a hat-trick for the visitors and that remains our heaviest home defeat to Aston Villa. Okay, well, on a much more positive note then, what about the biggest Burnley win? Uh, Again, we're going back a while for this one. Our biggest home win over Aston Villa was by a six-goal margin, and that was a 7-1 win in February 1921. Joe Anderson scored five times for the Clarets in that match, which was in the middle of Burnley's 30-match unbeaten league run, which would eventually lead to our first league title at the end of the season. So what about the last win then? Uh, Although Burnley's last home win against Aston Villa was a 3-1 upset in the League Cup in October uh, 2004, when the Championship team knocked out the Premier League visitors, 
We are unbeaten in Villa's last 14 visits, stretching back to 1959. Uh, the last time Villa came to Burnley and won was an FA Cup quarter-final replay in March 1959. Since then, Burnley have won eight and drawn six of the meetings at Turf Moor. Excellent. Um, now, obviously, we we can't look at last season's meeting because Villa, of course, were playing the Championship last season, being a newly promoted side. So why don't you go straight on to tell us about who their manager is? Uh, unlike some of our other opponents, who've already changed manager this season, Aston Villa have kept faith with Dean Smith so far. And despite it looking like Aston Villa may be in for a relegation fight for the remainder of the season, it wouldn't be a surprise to see them stick with a man who was able to get them promoted to the Premier League from the Championship. Absolutely, I do hope they do, regardless of what happens. Um, so do we have some head-to-head stats then, please, Dave, looking towards the actual games now? We do. Uh, Burnley's all-time home record against Aston Villa, because obviously when we played them last time, we just looked at the away games. So just looking at the home games, our record in all competitions stands at played 57, won 31, drawn 12 and lost 14 at Turf Moor. Uh, That's an all-time home win percentage of 54.4%. And once again, that's marginally better than our average of 50% or roughly one win out of two. Uh, for top flight matches, it stands at played 46, won 26, drawn 10 and lost 10. And that's a win percentage slightly better of 56.5%. Mm, I do like it when the stats go above 50 because I understand what that means. Um, and one of our new features next then, Dave, which is what we're looking at in the second half of the season, instead of pl- instead of players who've played for both, which of course we already covered in the uh, reverse fixture earlier on in the season, we're now looking at Aston Villa's celebrity fans. Yeah, we've done some digging to discover which famous people have been mentioned as celebrity fans of our opponents. And for Aston Villa... These are some of the names we've unearthed. Uh, Singer Ozzy Osbourne, violinist Nigel Kennedy, cricketer Ian Bell, Hollywood actor Tom Hanks, actress Pauline McLean, who was uh, Mrs Doyle in Father Ted, uh, Prince William, as well as former Prime Minister David Cameron, although he does have a tendency to get mixed up over teams playing in Clariton Blue, so he may end up shouting for Burnley on New Year's Day. <laughs> was this? Did he did he end up getting Villa and West Ham mixed up? Was that what the thing he said? Was? West Ham, yeah, Excellent. he was supposedly a Villa fan, and he uh, he then said in a, a later uh, interview that he, he was a uh, something about the Hammers, wow. which was uh, very confusing for everyone. Not like a politician to liar. They're usually so <laughs> yeah. truthful, especially David Cameron. <laughs> Um, what about the game itself then? Uh, who's going to be the man in charge in the middle, please, Dave? Uh, we've got Michael Oliver as the referee for our first match of the new decade. And uh, this season he's already taken charge of our 1-1 draw at Brighton. That was back in September. And also our 4-2 home defeat at the hands of Chelsea in October. Uh, the Villa game will be the 12th time he's refereed a Premier League match involving Burnley. And so far, Burnley's only victory was the 1-0 win over Crystal Palace at Turf Moor, which we mentioned in one of our preview shows not that long ago, uh, back in September 2017. Uh, So there's been three draws and seven losses in the other matches and just the one win. So not a a brilliant record with Michael Oliver in charge for Premier League games. Um, A less familiar name will be the video assistant referee. Uh, That's Australian Jared Gillett. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, who back in October was the uh, video assistant referee who made the decision to rule out a late goal due to a foul in the build-up, which would have otherwise given Arsenal victory over Crystal Palace. Can I have it on record, please? I really do very much dislike Michael Oliver. 
But there you go. Statman Dave's stat of the week. Well, I know that that's not all you want to end on there then, Dave. I know that you want to give our listeners a bit of a treat and, and a New Year's Eve present, shall we say. Um, so why don't you delve into the big, massive dictionary that is Dave's Statman Bank and give us your miscellaneous stat of the week. Yeah, this week's miscellaneous stat of the week is um, Aston Villa were the visitors to Turf Moor when the new Brunshaw Road stand was opened to the public for the first time. This was for a 1-0 win for the Clarets in the FA Cup fifth round on February 16th, 1974, with Paul Fletcher scoring the only goal of the match in the 10th minute. However, it wasn't until seven months later, in September 1974, that the new stand, now named in honour of club chairman Bob Lord, was given a ceremonial opening by former Prime Minister Ted Heath for the visit of Leeds United in the league. So that's the Bob Lord stand was first used by supporters when um, Aston Villa were in town for the FA Cup. That's a good stat. I like that one. Um, Predictions-wise, Dave, obviously um, it's getting quite difficult to see quite so far into the future at the moment and try and give some predictions about the game. I think the first point that I would make about this is that when you discount the really tricky games in the Premier League are the ones that you probably don't expect to get any from. Um, A team that are either going to be around you or potentially fighting relegation um, at home is, is for sure one that you've absolutely got to be targeting three points from. Yeah, very much so. You look at the, uh, I mean, our, our record against teams outside of the so-called Big Six is um, really good since we got back into the Premier League. I know uh, Phil Bird tweets out quite regularly when we've uh, played games against them what our record is, um, and it is pretty good, and, and especially at home. So these are really the sorts of games that if you're going to, um, well, certainly avoid relegation or get yourself up the table, these are the sorts of games you need to uh, to win. It's going to be um, a a, a tricky game and we know um, it'll be uh, strange won't it having uh, Tom Heaton yeah. playing at Turf Moor for the opposition that's going to be a really odd one for uh, for New Year's Day but um, they'll certainly be uh, uh, we'll be looking to get as many goals as possible past uh, Tom Heaton we know uh, love lost there certainly from that perspective once the the, the, uh, the first whistle goes um, but as you say, they, these are the sorts of games we need to win. So regardless of what's happened in the previous matches, this is perhaps the one of the three that um, is maybe Burnley's best chance yeah, of getting three definitely. points. Not to say we can't win the other games, but these are the ones we need to target. Yeah, could not agree more. Uh, I'm dreading seeing Tom at Turf. I wonder what reception he'll get. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to get a really good reception. He'll get a very yeah, good I reception. Thought so. yeah, I would have thought so. It's going to be weird, though. Before kick-off as well, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we normally finish off the second half of the previous show with a look at the the non and never fantasy Premier League, but of course we've had a break from that for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it is a couple of weeks now. Gosh, I don't even know what timeline we're on. Um, a couple of weeks over the festive period, just because of the recording schedules and the busy period, it was very tricky tricky to to keep track. So we hope you're all doing well. Um, if anybody's flying high and wants to tweet us before we start going to the New Year preview show, please do. Uh, we are we will be keeping an eye on it as the games go on. We've just not been able to um, give any results out because we don't know. We're in the future. We don't yet know what's happened. You could be mid-table by now, yeah. Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, have you been on the eggnog, Dave? Is that what's going on here? That's definitely not one. Yeah, I think I've had too much vino. <laughs> well, we'll have a look at that in the new year. But what we have got and we have been doing throughout our Christmas schedule is Dave's very, very popular quiz. So the final time in our festive preview show build-up, Dave, why don't you tell our listeners what this week's quiz question is? Statman Dave's quiz question. 
Yes, we do have a quiz question. It relates to one of the matches we mentioned uh, earlier in the preview today. Um, which three players scored Burnley's goals when Aston Villa were knocked out of the League Cup at Turf Moor in October 2004? Ooh. I don't know off the top of my head, but I imagine I can probably give a guess. Um how do our listeners submit their answers, please, Dave? Uh, they can do that in the usual way. They can tweet or message us on Twitter at No Name Never, uh, post on the No Name Never Facebook page, or email us podcast at net. Excellent. Um, obviously, there's been a huge amount of extra information added to the, the Burnley Stats Match database during 2009, Dave. So why don't you tell our listeners how they can access that and, and what where they can basically find out what you've been up to? Yeah, we do use that as the main source of stats in our preview shows, and it could help to provide some uh, uh, inspiration or some details to answer the quiz questions as well. Um, there are over 75 different reports now available at the following short link, uh, which is bit, that's B-I-T, dot ly forward slash Burnley stats and that's all in lowercase and we will reveal the correct answer to the quiz at the start of our next preview show. excellent and of course we're going to have a look through everybody's correct answers and give some shout outs as well to everybody who submitted quiz question answers throughout the festive period um that's it that is dave and i's marathon preview recordings come to an end um it's still sunday the 22nd of december where we are it's about quarter to 11 at night um but when you're reading this we're nearly in 2020 um it's been a fantastic oh actually dave I've just There's realized. one thing you've forgotten, yeah. Do you know why? Because it's, n- it's not on my, it's not on my it's show not on notes. There, no. Actually, this this is quite a decent link. I should have just styled this out then. Um, it's the end of a decade. Um, you know, it's not just it's not just the start of a new year, but uh, it's been quite some decade for Burnley fans, and we've seen some incredible highs. Not that many lows, to be honest, either. There's some some fantastic um, highs in the last de- decade. So we put it to Dave Roberts to to start looking at. Um, well, basically starting his suggestion for his Clarets team of the decade. Um, and I believe you've got some that you want to submit, Dave. I have. This is a surprise to you, so you've not seen it. So I'm going to read mine out. Uh, goalkeeper first, then back four. Well, I've gone 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah. So goalkeeper, back four, four midfielders and two strikers. There's a whole host you could choose for the uh, subs. Uh, I'm going to read mine out and you're going to either agree or disagree and give your suggestions on the fly. Excellent. So here we go. Go on. Uh, goalkeeper, I've gone for just on the basis of how long he was in the team. I've gone for Tom Heaton. Yes, absolutely. Agree. Agreed? Yes. Uh, back four, I've gone for Kieran Trippier, uh, James Tarkovsky, Michael Keane and Stephen Ward. Yes, I would argue Ben Mee's better than Michael Keane. I, I, okay, let me justify that. I think that technically gifted on the ball and a, and a sort of a stereotypical Premier League player, uh, then obviously Michael Keane fits the bill. But I think in terms of just his, his raw footballing skills and his aptitude and his defensive awareness, I would say, I'll put Ben Meehan over Michael Keane. That's a close call. That is a close call, I think. But otherwise, yeah, that's fine. You can have those. Okay, midfield. Okay. Uh, midfield, I've gone for uh, Dwight McNeil, Ashley Westwood, Joey Barton and Scott Arfield. Hmm. Barton, yes. I'd put Dean Marnie in over Westwood. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I love Westwood, but mm. he's only, what, two years in the last, like, he's only, he's like last year and this year. Dean Marnie was our top dog throughout there. So I'm going to put Dean Marnie in with Joey Barton. Um, Scott Arfield. 
I guess Good Munson may be the other other one who's. Uh, I'd be tempted to put Wade Elliott in there as well, though. Wade was really. Um, mind you, no, I suppose he was coming. He was coming to when did Wade finish with us? It was about 2012. Yeah, 2011, it was. 12, yeah, it was more the last yeah. decade, wasn't it? Yeah, you're probably right yeah. there. Okay, yeah, Arfield, you can have. Oh, sorry, who was the other one? Uh, McNeil, Westwood, Barton, and Arfield. Yeah. Okay, you can have them. Apart from, I would swap Dean Marnie. For, yeah, I think so. And then up front, yeah. we've had a real, a real embarrassment of riches in terms of players we can go for here. And the ones I've had to leave on the bench include Ashley Barnes, Charlie Austin, Sam Vokes. <gasps> I've gone for Chris Wood and Danny Ings up front. You're going to disagree with this, aren't you? Yes. Uh, Danny Ings, I think, has to be there. But how can you not have Robbie Blake there? I think... Oh, when did Robbie Blake stop there again, though? Because he, oh, it's, it's quite difficult, really, because you kind of look at some of these players and you think, oh, God, they always started to retire by this. Uh, this. Maybe I've just got my decades. Robbie Blake played for us for the first few years of this decade, didn't he? Oh, yeah. It was certainly in, 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 in 2009-10 and the season after, yeah. Yeah, but then that's that's not the whole decade, though, is it's it? Only, so, yeah, yeah, it's only the right. part of it. Yeah, it, it, it's well. Just let, let's clarify on this: Robbie Blake would definitely be in my team of the previous decade. Oh yeah, absolutely. Team. But I yeah. think for some reason, I think I thought that he was a bit further on. When did Dean Marnie start playing for us? Actually, let's have a look because I think I might. have uh, been around for a while. No, when did it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to keep. I'm, he came yeah, under Brian Lord. Yeah. It was in 2011. I'm definitely keeping Dean Marnie in midfield. So. Um, I think Danny Ings, yeah, I'm quite happy with. Yeah, no, okay, you can have those two. Yeah, I'm happy with those. Hmm. Yeah, excellent. Well, listeners, listen, do you agree with Dave? Do you agree with me? Yes, of course you do. Um, Or do you have some completely different options for a team of the decade? Um, If you have some players you want to submit or you want to um, chat through our rationale, then you know how to get in touch. You either tweet us at known and ever or you can post on our, on our no, Never Facebook page. It's a bit of a tongue twister, is that one? Um, or finally, you can always email us at podcast at nonanever.net. Um, my thanks, as ever, go to uh, Matt, producer Matt, for his really hard work over the festive period in getting these preview shows out. Um, but my thanks, as ever, go to Dave Roberts, Statman Dave, for just the most insane amount of work he puts into these preview shows. It's my absolute favourite, and I love doing them. <clears throat> Godspeed to all Burnley Flans. Burnley Flans. <laughs> you know what? Let's see out 2019 with me just tripping over my words because it's going to continue into 2020. Godspeed to all travelling Burnley fans making their way to Turf Moor for the visit of Aston Villa on the 1st of January. But more importantly, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. I hope that 2020 brings peace, prosperity, happiness and just an entire world being a little bit kinder to one another. Um, This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.